what this programming has caused us to focus on is that performance and productivity is the only thing. And so now we go through our career paths with that programming. We're putting our heads down. We are disciplined. We're doing the work and we are great at what we do technically. So the performance and productivity allows us to practice our technical skills. But as a result of that, then we neglect the softer skills. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. Five mistakes professionals make when trying to climb the corporate ladder. Have you ever wondered what the top executives do when it comes to climbing the corporate ladder and rising to the top of their organization. As an executive coach who has helped clients achieve director roles or, or above at global tech companies and also at big four accounting firms, what I want to be able to share with you in this video are the top five mistakes that I have seen talented individuals make that has prevented them from climbing that proverbial ladder. Before I begin, as you might have heard from me in my previous videos, I like to have my distinctions. And a distinction helps you to understand what the concepts are so that you can achieve what you want to achieve on the other side. And one of the distinctions I want to get clear in this video is the corporate ladder. What is that proverbial corporate ladder? Now, if you think of the concept of a ladder or the structure of a ladder, the ladder is a tool. It's a structure with steps used to transport yourself up to the top of an, a building or an establishment. So the corporate ladder represents the steps that people go through to rise to the top of the establishment or the company to gain more power towards the top. You know, you can go from intern or associate all the way up to director or president. Right? So that is the distinction of a corporate ladder. It is really a metaphor of the physical ladder that we use to climb to the top of buildings or establishments. Right? So in this video, I want to share with you the top five mistakes that I've seen as, as an executive coach that have prevented some of my clients from getting to the top. Here we go. Let's dive right in because we don't have time to waste. Okay. Mistake number one is having a sole focus on performance and productivity. Now, I get it. Being a top performer is important. Being productive is important. And that is what we have been taught in school. We have been programmed in the college and public education system to perform well. In fact, our performance is always measured. We always have KPIs. Ever since grade school, we have a KPI, which is our GPA. We have KPIs, which are the assignments. We are measured in terms of our performance. 
when we perform, this is where we are programmed to believe that discipline is the most important thing to put our head down, to do the work, to meet the deadlines. That's all performance based. It is all measure of our productivity. But here is the problem. Having what this programming has caused us to focus on is that performance and productivity is the only thing. And so now we go through our career paths with that programming. We're putting our heads down. We are disciplined. We're doing the work and we are great at what we do technically. So the performance and productivity allows us to practice our technical skills. But as a result of that, performance on per, focus on performance, then we neglect the softer skills. We neglect the networking. We neglect the relationships we can form with key individuals or stakeholders. We also neglect the other skill sets in terms of communication, articulating our, our ideas, advocating our for ourselves. And that is what happens is that there is all of a sudden, if you think of a balance, the balance is completely tipped on the scale of performance and productivity. And this, this, the programming from school systems and from society is causing us to tip the balances in favor of performance. And we put all of our focus there only to realize that all of a sudden the growth that we can achieve in our career paths has met a ceiling. It's the ceiling of performance that we can only do as well as our performance, our technical skills allow. But to get to that next level, we need all of a sudden to advocate for ourselves, to communicate effectively. Right? So that's the first mistake that I see is putting a sole focus and a, a, an unbalanced focus only on performance and productivity. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two, too much emphasis on confidence and insufficient emphasis on business acumen. Right? And this is especially true for women. Right. As women, we are taught in society, we're programmed to build confidence. We, if there were two people in the room, one was a man and one was a woman, the common advice that the woman would receive is we, you need to work on your confidence. You need to be more confident. When you speak, you need to raise up your voice. You need to have inner confidence. That's usually what women hear as career advice, executive advice. And then to the man, what tends to happen is men are 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 encouraged to focus on business acumen, to understand the strategy for the business that they are working for. And that is how men consistently and in, in, the, in, in history historically have been able to progress further than women generally when it comes to climbing the corporate ladder. It is not just based on the advice that women are given as opposed to men, but also the focus Right? When women are struggling in their career path, when they have reached a ceiling, the first thing they're programmed to think is that they need more confidence. Right, And so there's such a huge focus and emphasis on confidence and not enough on business acumen. Because here's the thing, if, a, if you were being considered for an executive position or a director position or above, one of the most important skill sets is to understand the business that you are in because you are working for a business and a business has real goals of profitability, has real goals of innovation, has real goals of productivity. And so they would want to put people in charge and leadership who understands that acumen, who has that verbiage who has the vernacular, right? So that is the mistake number two, is when you emphasize too much on confidence and not enough on the business side of it, which is different, by the way, 
from having technical skills. Business acumen, business strategy is different from the technical skills. Technical skills, I want to make this distinction. Technical skills are more of the education part, what you work so hard to gain, your degree, or if you did any internships, that's building the technical skills. Business acumen is a completely different world. It is understanding the operations of the business. Okay, So that's mistake number two. Now, mistake number three. Mistake number three is waiting to have the official title before taking the lead, right? The most, one of the more common mistakes is that, you know, career professionals, they're working in this company. And a lot of times I hear people tell me they've been with this company for 14 years, maybe 10 years, or maybe eight years, right? And they've been working in this company and they are working hard, right? Doesn't that sound familiar? That goes back to a mistake number one. They're working hard, they're meeting their deadlines, and they are hoping someone would notice. Right. They they know and they just feel that their skill sets, they're able to do the work. The work is not a problem at all. But somehow they're just waiting for that opportunity, the invitation to take the lead. And so that's the mistake that I hear is that they're waiting to have that official title before taking the lead. Now, I have created a previous video on my channel about this, and the video is called How to Get Ahead at Work and Lead When You're Not in Charge. If you haven't watched it already, I encourage you to watch it. Just click the link up here on the top of this video. You can watch that, and it will really show you my step-by-step proven process on how you can take the lead even before you have that official title. Right. So that is mistake number three. Now, mistake number four, two more mistakes, guys. Mistake number four is working on technical skills while ignoring the soft skills. Right. This feeds into also mistake number one. Right. So mistake number four is when you're focusing so much on the technical skills and ignoring the soft skills. Now, I understand that there's a concept out there. Maybe your company has this, but there is a new construct called the dual ladder. Right. The corporate ladder has been there since the industrial age. And then eventually there was this new mechanism in place called the dual ladder. And the dual ladder was invented by some companies where some employees can be promoted either along a supervisory track or a technical track. Right. So then there's two ladders. The first ladder is the traditional one that most people think about, where you rise up in management until you become director or C-suite. Right. It's a supervisory. You take on more and more strategic direction roles, right, which is supervisory. Now, with the dual ladder, they've created a second ladder, which is still a corporate ladder, where it's more of a technical track. That way, this dual ladder, the reason why it was created, because then valuable employees in the company who have a particular technical skill set, but maybe they're not inclined to pursue a management career path, right? That way they can still climb the technical track. So this dual ladder was introduced later, but here's the thing, even with the dual ladder, right? With the most recent changes to the economy and the global workplace, there have been so many technical technological advances and the global shift to the virtual work environments, especially during the lockdown, right? This created a much more diverse workplace than ever before. Geographical diversity, cultural diversity, background diversity, you name it. It has never been more diverse than ever before in the workplace. So now what's happening is that instead of a traditional inflexible ladder, which is either the dual ladder, the supervisory track or the technical track, those two ladders are inflexible. Instead of that traditional corporate ladder, that traditional corporate ladder only leads to some vertical recognition because you climb up, right? So that's a vertical recognition. Instead of that, 
in today's work economy, with that shift into virtual, with the new technological advances, what's happening is that all of ideas, employees' ideas, and recognition of employees, they're flowing not just vertically, but they're also flowing along horizontal and diagonal paths, all different directions. You see, companies have to adapt to these changes. They have to adapt to the changes in the economy, changes to technological advances, changes to virtual shifts in the workplace. They have to adapt because they got to advance so that they can improve productivity and innovation. So since they have adapted, they are adapting, companies also need to look for better ways to develop and retain the right fit talent, the right employees. And the right talent will always be those individuals who can demonstrate that they can move the company forward. However, that move forward movement is defined by the company's mission and by the company's mandate. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, the most important things to a company are revenue growth, return on assets, like better return on assets. And because those two things lead to profitability and lead to productivity. So the most important things for you, if you are listening to this, is to have collaboration and customized work structures. Those two things are becoming more of the norm when it comes to building careers successfully. Because information flow and the flow of ideas within a company, they're becoming more collaborative and they're becoming a lot more transparent in every way, not just top down, it's horizontally, diagonally as well. So if you are serious, about creating and experiencing meaningful and lasting career growth. The key to experiencing lasting career growth depends on your own ability to contribute ideas, to become a collaborator, to provide encouragement, to offer feedback, and even invest in your dollars in some instances. So it's going to be in your ability to adjust and adopt because you're going to be confronted with the ever-changing world of work, and that is inevitable. So this is the new formula for high performance. Well, it's actually not so new anymore because this has been well underway for years. It has now just been brought to light from the lockdowns of 2020. So if you are an individual who is serious about creating this change in your life and in your career, if you're serious about getting to the top and you recognize that in your organization, in the workforce, workforce, that this shift is happening, is no longer a traditional corporate ladder. It is diagonal idea spread, and you recognize the importance of communication. Then I invite you to book a call with me. In below this video, there is a link to submit an application. And this is an application for my executive coaching program. This is for you if you are serious about taking your career to executive level positions, senior management positions, or beyond. This is for you if you are serious and you realize the shifts in this workforce, in this economy, the shifts into a a virtual field, and you want to know how to navigate, and you want to be successful at navigating, and you want to accelerate the process, then this is for you. This call is not for you if you are at the beginning stage of your career, if you are still a student, or if you are currently unemployed and looking for work right now. That is not for you. If you do fit into those categories, I do have other videos on my channel that speak towards how you can have clarity on your career path moving forward. But if you are listening to this and you meet that criteria and this is describing you and you resonate with what I'm saying, then I invite you to book a call and I look forward to speaking to you with you soon on the inside. Now we have one more mistake. Now that was the fourth mistake. 
The fifth biggest mistake that employees make that are preventing them from climbing that ladder is too little report on progress. Reporting progress is one of the key behaviors when it comes to being recognized as a leader in your industry. Report progress. Because here's the biggest mistake. What does this mean? Most people wait until that annual review. It could be a dreaded annual review, or maybe you're looking forward to it. But in that annual review, now all of a sudden, you have such a short period of time to show the accomplishments you've made in the entire year. And you have to condense it into 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And it's really difficult to demonstrate the value you have brought in such a short period of time. So the reason why a frequency of reporting is a key behavior in leaders is because in report in frequency in reporting that is how you can demonstrate the value of what you have been brought repeatedly throughout the year instead of waiting for that annual review so what can you do how can you implement this right when you implement this successfully all of a sudden you will be associated with good news you will be associated with progress because remember The key to success is diagonal and vertical and horizontal spreading of ideas. Reporting progress does not just mean that you are celebrating successes only when there are huge successes. It is when you are reporting progress on things that move the company forward. Don't wait for the annual review. Report your progress to key individuals who have a direct influence on your professional future. By the way, if you have heard this and you are resonating with what I'm saying, if you are experiencing this firsthand in your career path, then I invite you to like this video. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to my channel. Ring that bell, the bell below this video, so that you can be notified every time I upload a new video. Because I always speak on subjects related to career growth and advancement, executive coaching and communication skills and articulation. And I look forward every time to hanging out with you in my next video.